companies still have HR stuck between employees and their data, entering data. Hello and welcome to this live broadcast from Truefire. We've got a special show tonight. As many of you already know, this month's theme at Truefire is songwriters and storytellers. And we're thrilled uh, beyond description to be partnering this celebration with Mate and Guitars, who will make one lucky winner grin ear to ear as they unbox their Mate and Tommy Emanuel signature acoustic guitar. $2,800, and I own one. Um, it's not too late to have a shot at the mate and giveaway. We'll put links in the live chat. And by the way, feel free to ask questions anytime throughout the broadcast. Uh, but if you follow that link, just for visiting the page uh, tonight and daily, you'll earn entries in the drawing. Um, Maiden is not only Tommy's go-to instrument, it's also favored by recording and performing artist Joe Robinson, who's kind enough to be co-hosting with me tonight. Joe, who else are Maiden artists? Well, there's a whole host of folks from both Australia and uh, all, all across the world. Uh, Tommy Emanuel, of course. Um, people like Neil Finn, Colin Hay, Paul Kelly, uh, Eric Johnson, who gets a mean sound out of his mate and acoustic, I've heard him in person, as well as uh, people like Shane Hennessy, Gareth Pearson, and Emil Ernebro, who are, you know, young fingerstyle gurus. So um, there's there's many, many more artists. And of course, the history of Maiden is, is really, really cool and fascinating. So I'm really honored to be a, a Maiden artist. I've been in love with these guitars ever since I first... Um, Heard them when I was a teenager back in Australia. So uh, it's great to be with you all today on this call, celebrating, you know, both a company, True Fire, that I love and a company, Maiden. Thank you, Joe. Too. Awesome. Joe's going to help me handle the more technical aspects of the instrument. And um, we have a few other little housekeeping and exciting news bits for you, which I'll save for a break coming up. But I really want to... Uh, introduce you to two individuals on Maiden's team that really contribute to both, you know, the success of the company and the very, very high quality, you know, standards of Maiden guitars across all of their models. So joining us tonight, David Stedman, Maiden's general manager, and Patrick Evans, who is manager of projects, product development, and R&D. How are you guys? Can we see? Can we see you both, Tommy? Can we see both at the same time? Uh, it's coming. I'm going to set it up. Yep. Okay. Let Let's start with David. David, you you've been there a, a, a very long time. In fact, Maiden's a family business, right? It is. Yes. So I've been with Maiden now for 17 years. Um, and so, just a, just a brief history for you, Brad, is it was formed almost 75 years ago now by Bill May in, in 1946 with his brother Reg in, in what was uh, then outer northern Melbourne, which is now inner northern Melbourne in a suburb called Thornbury, out of their, out of their garage in their, in their backyard. And, really? and that's, that's where we are. So we've gone from the, 
inner north. We're now out in the eastern suburbs of, of Melbourne in Box Hill, uh, employing 70 staff now and making um, upwards of 7,000 guitars a year. We're very proud of it. You know, I want to dig deeper into the history, but how are you handling this crazy worldwide pandemic thing we're dealing with? How, how does that impact you as a guitar company? Well, it's, it, it's, it's been something we didn't plan for necessarily. No one really planned for a pandemic. Uh, it's, it's been tough, Brad. I won't, um, I won't <laughs> shy away from that. Um, where we are, we are better placed than a lot of other 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 people and businesses. Though we are just coming towards the end of an eight-week suspension of our production, um, mm. which has been um, a necessary thing for us to do to get the COVID numbers down. And we've mm -hmm. all become experts in COVID, haven't we? And <laughs> the numbers every day and all that sort of thing. And so, pleasantly here in Melbourne, the the, after, after some reasonably rough times in, in Australian terms, um, the numbers are under great control now and we do expect to be back at the coalface on, on Monday morning, um, thankfully, um, in, in a COVID-safe work practice, um, getting, getting lots, of, um, lots of guitars out to the world. Thankfully, um, demand for our guitars has, was strong at the, at the start of the sus suspended period and has continued unabated since. And I guess part of part of our role has been to communicate with our retailers, with our global distributors, and with the market itself, of which this true fire experience is, is certainly part of that. And uh, we're continuing to engage and communicate. And um, there's been nothing but love and support and respect for our brand and our product over this whole period of time. And Everyone's everyone has got real empathy and re it really understands the position we're in, and they're looking forward to us getting back. But they understand that it's not easy and it's going to take some time. And uh, we're, we're committed to putting the hard work to to replenish, refresh, get back up and about. Um, and we're just pleased that everyone's safe and well that, that we largely know about, and looking forward to us getting back, both our staff as well as our customers. Excellent. And um, how long have you been with the company, Pat? You've been there a while as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've, uh, I came here in 1993, so I've been here 27 years. Okay. Um, and, you, know, uh, you look so young. What, you started <laughs> when you were nine years old, I guess, right? <laughs> you'd think. You'd think. <laughs> no, and... Um, it's uh, so it's been a massive part of, of my life, um, huge part, and um, seen a lot of changes in that time. But I, I think the um, uh, the, the probably the, the biggest thing I've seen is is the um, the growth of the 808, the smaller body guitar. Uh, we were making almost none of them in '93 when I came, and then. Um, Really started off with Tommy's Mouse, I suppose, in uh, mm -hmm. '95 thereabouts, and and now we make. Uh, I think David will confirm this, but I think we make about fifty percent of each. Really? Uh, yeah. Dreadnought, yeah, Dreadnought between eight oh eight and um, and Dreadnought, so mm -hmm. that's been a big change. Um, it's it's a a great 
honor to to work for a company like this it's it's something that um you know as, as you go along and you meet so many people in the world out there that that love our guitars and love what we do uh, we're very lucky to to have that kind of love for us i guess out, out outside in the world with musicians and so forth made a lot of friends in the musical community of course players mm -hmm. as well um yeah and uh most of what i do is 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 more technical i'm i'm in charge of uh, projects and r d that kind of thing so a lot of development work a lot of boffinry a lot of stuff that goes on <laughs> under the hood i know well you know it's it's interesting for me because I was first my the first mate and I ever saw many many years ago Tommy Emanuel playing it, and um, and then I've watched over the years other artists playing Maitens and Maiten being talked uh, about um, and building the reputation and you you really don't even you're just starting to really build out the distribution and representation here in the states. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, we've been, you know, we've been present for a long time, but yeah, we haven't had, we haven't had the distribution models uh, up until very recently that, that have been effective. And in truth, we haven't really had the uh, production capacity to, to follow through with it in any case. So, so I think we're in a, a bit of a golden period now. I think a lot of things are right. Um, oh, you know, the, the without, right. without a doubt. And that's where I was going with it. Your reputation, uh, the artists that favor your instruments, but, you know, as they say, your repu reputation precedes you. So I think, you know, our market certainly would love to see more production, more guitars in the market. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully that that'll happen soon. We've been talking to Mark and by the way, how did Mark get out of doing, you know, having the lights and getting in front of the camera? How did you allow him to get away with that? Okay. Put you guys in the spotlight like that. I'm going to have a chat with him. Okay. Um, let's talk to Joe Robinson. So, uh, Joe, tell us your experience. Now, first of all, when did you win Australia's, uh, Got Talent contest. When did you win that? I won Australia's Got Talent in 2008 when I was, I uh, first went on the show when I was 16 years old and I won when I was 17. And uh, I was playing, of course, my Tommy Emmanuel 808 Maiden. <laughs> that same one that's, uh, that's a, a prize. And um, yeah, that was a, that, that was a crazy moment. It really opened a lot of doors for me. And you know, it, it really helped me move to the States, which is where I've been based for the last 10 years. And, um, yeah, I, um, you know, it, it, it's funny because I remember the first time I heard Tommy play was at the Tamworth Country Music Festival. And uh, I knew I needed to get a maiden to get that sound, to get that punchy, you know, uh, powerful sound that, that, that he was getting. I had to figure out how he was doing that. And um, yeah, it's it, it's been really a thrill to spread the gospel of Maiden guitars all, all over the world. I've done clinics for, for Maiden, you know, throughout Asia and, and, and Europe and, and here in the States too. And uh, everywhere I go, I meet, you know, especially 
young, enthusiastic, fingerstyle guitarists who, um, you know, are super passionate about um, the guitars, just like, just like I've always been. I have to, I have to ask what, uh, Pat and David, what, what you guys thought when you saw this young man win playing one of your guitars, what did you I mean? Were you watching the finals when that happened? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty exciting, right? Absolutely. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was a cra cra crazy amount of talent for, for the, for his, Relative youth, um, quite simply, is quite incredible. What, the complexity of what he did at that age was um, was astounding. And 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 from memory, the memory, a memory of other competitors wouldn't be as strong as what Joe's is. But there was no shortage of talent on the show. And um, that having been said, it was it was very very clear who was going to come out on top. In incredible. Oh, oh. What a good batch of young talent. Well, I, I'll tell you, as uh, talented as he was then at that age, I would say he's kept that bar steady because what he does today across so many styles, and not to mention being a passionate educator, blows us away. And it's really, it's a privilege uh, to work with Joe. And we're excited every time we get that opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. How about... Tommy, let's roll. Let's roll some video. Who do you have? Uh, we have a nice video from Shane Hennessy. You want to take a look at that one first? Let's do it. Cool. Hey everyone, Shane Hennessy here, coming to you from home in Ireland, and uh, this is a quick video for Mate on Guitars. Uh, where I'm going to play a little bit and also tell you about this guitar that I'm using at the moment. This is an EBG 808 uh, Michael Fix model. It's not my normal custom shop guitar that I use because that's in the workshop at the moment getting repaired. Uh, this is one that Maton sent out to me, but it is a beautiful um, guitar. It's got a fantastic uh, mid-range, it's got a really nice voice and uh, I've really been enjoying playing it. Uh, it's a uh, Sitka Spruce on top and uh, Queensland Maple on the back and sides. Um, and that combination is a Maton, in a Maton, I think is a winner. Um, Queensland Maple is um, very similar to Mahogany in the way it sounds. It has all that lovely mid-range. Um, and I think the way that Maton put the guitars together, they just, it, it's a match made in heaven. So uh, anyway, without further ado, uh, I want to play you an arrangement that I've done of Beyonce's Love on Top. So, hope you enjoy it.
He's something else, isn't he? Awesome. Go, Shane. So uh, how does it, David, how does it make you feel to hear your instruments played like that? Oh, it's very, it's always a, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's, um, you, you see the hard work that, that, that everyone puts in, every single person in the factory into following a good process, good guidelines, um, source from sourcing great raw materials to fashioning it, fashioning it into a wonderful product. You just know that they're mainly going to go to good homes and then you get, obviously then it gets to a next level and you get to people like Shane or, or Joe or, or, or a number of many others. And it's, it's all a very, very proud moment. And I think reciprocally they can hopefully think that they're going to get a good consistent guitar that they know is going to work because they know that the work's been put in at our end to get that. So it's a, it's a really a two-way street. It's a really strong collaboration between the two. Joe, help me um, ask the right questions of Pat with respect to what goes into the instrument. You know, kind of from the ground up, start with the woods. We have some questions about what woods are used. You know, let's, let's dive deep into what makes a Maiden guitar as extraordinary as it is. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask, how do you guys get the consistency to be so great? Because, you know, I've played maidens in stores all over the place and they are just always really, really great instruments. And, uh, you know, just my own relationship with my own guitars knows how, you know, instruments react to temperature and, you know, they are wooden instruments. And I was just wondering what are the biggest challenges in building these guitars to such a consistently uh, you know, high level? That would be my question. Okay. Um, yeah, good question. And let's, let's, one of the things that just struck me watching, uh, watching Shane play there is he went through, I don't know, Joe, he went through at least five key changes, didn't he? At least. So. And, um, and uh, I was really pleased to hear that the guitar spoke evenly across all those key changes because it's very easy to build a guitar that sounds huge in um in one you know one, one key or another key and suffers once you move a semitone away you can have flat spots so that didn't happen at all we heard really clear uh nice representation right across which is one of the things we we aim for and i think it's one of the reasons that um Fingerstyle players, you know, uh, instrumental players love our guitars because they respond consistently like that. But getting back to the um, to the woods and how do we deliver? Uh, it begins right at the start. It begins with the sourcing of the timbers. We have very uh, great relationships with our timber suppliers. We know them personally. They know what we want. They select those timbers for us and cut for us. Um, and then we go through an extensive drying and settling regime in the factory. So the wood will come in at, at various um, moisture contents. Um, and we 
basically dry it in the factory. We have special kilns made that uh, take it down to a, about a, an 8% moisture content. And then we, we rehydrate them and control them within the factory. And all the way, every step uh, through the manufacturing process, we're making sure that the wood settles, that it's even, and that it, um, that it will behave the way we want it to. And the entire factory is controlled at 45% relative humidity, which means that uh, we're making guitars so they'll stand the best chance of, of um, staying playable and responding well, regardless of where they may go to around the world. Um, and then... The tone would... The tone woods are mostly Australian, correct? Yeah, in the most part, we use uh, Queensland maple, which is what you just heard uh, Shane play there. Queensland maple, blackwood, um, uh, mulgers. We also have the, the myrtle, Tasmanian myrtle, um, and bunya. We do use traditional tone woods as well, particularly on the soundboards. The majority of what we do is spruce. Uh, Sitka spruce on the soundboards. We use uh, some Western Red Cedar and some models, and we do use Bunya, which is an Australian tonewood, on the Performer series and on the Australian series. And has the construction of the guitars evolved much in in the last you know in the last ten years or so? Because I I, I agree that you're in a, a golden period because the instruments um, seem to be getting better and better and better. So I was wondering. If uh, a lot of evolvements, you know, with bracing or anything like that. Yes, yes, yes. That it has um, has changed. Um, where are we now? So around about 2012, we started commenced on a, a process of uh, lightening up our guitars and changing the geometry somewhat. Um, we stayed with a lot a lot of the uh, original specs, but we did. For example, this is a soundboard, 808 soundboard. Uh, we introduced scallop bracing across the whole range, apart from 12 strings, um, which opened up the voice. We also standardized the, the sphere or the dome um, that the soundboard is fitted to the sides with and the back. Uh, we spent a lot of time voicing the bracing voicing the tones and uh, reaching some uh, a, a more consistency uh, than, than we were doing before. And, and that was important because, um, you know, guitar players' ears have improved. I think expectations have improved. And uh, working in the league that we're, we're in now, at the, at the, the top of the, of the tree, we need to you know, to be building instruments that are consistently delivering for players uh, at that level. If I could just, if I could just add in very quickly, just there, I mean, I think Pat's humility is getting in the way a little bit there, but uh, I can say that, that um, the drying of the timber in particular is, is one of the key parts of this. And, and Pat, Pat has embarked, Pat embarks upon a lot of things. Uh, one of which is forensic analysis and detailed deep diving into R&D. And a result of that of recent times has been the purchase of a new um, drying oven. And Pat went back to the 
back to the um, ground zero and, and worked and collaborated with the supplier on that. It was new to the supplier, it was new to us, and they worked together and it was 18 months worth of research and development detail on that. And now we have nailed a really great oven, uh, a, a drying and a, a drying oven that, um, that gives us a really good consistent um, output of timber that we are receiving um, from our suppliers in, in various stages of relative humidity level. It, it, it goes up to a certain level and comes out much more consistently. And that, that helps us um, get that consistency um, globally as well. So that was a, a, a lot, a ton of work involved from Pat's perspective, especially um, to, to achieve that. Thank, thank you for saying that, David, because I've heard from a number of people that Pat is a genius, design genius, okay? And is one of the secret ingredients of the quality of these instruments. And every guitar company needs that genius on board. So why is he so humble? Is that like, is that an Australian thing or... Here in America, you know how we get to be pretty boisterous and all. I think that it's um, it's a part part of that. I think a large part of that is he listens, he collaborates, he listens, he finds the right people to talk to, and he takes their counsel and and he listens to them and and he he's, he's humble in that regard and that he he wants to hear what they've got to say because it's something new he's going to we'll dive down that rabbit hole because um, it's going to be something that's going to help him help the business awesome um patrick do you mind pat or patrick i have both that's fine pat's fine okay. so pat tell us a little bit about david um who we have also heard some very good things about and i don't think it's any secret to anybody that you know Great companies, great people, great teams, all kinds of trickles down from upper management, right? Tell us something we don't know about David. Well. Besides having a beautiful home. <laughs> yeah, he does have a beautiful home. He's a lovely bloke. He, um, this will resonate uh, for the Australian uh, viewers. He is a Mad Cats supporter, Geelong supporter. Very yes. important. <laughs> um, David came... He came into this this business from a financial background. I think it's fair to say he didn't know one end of a guitar from the other uh, when he first arrived. Um, and he's made it his business to learn and to to understand, you know, to come into this strange world. I was, feel like I was born into it, as Joe probably was as well. But mm -hmm. this guitar world is a strange place if you... If you weren't born into it, he's he's made it his business to to learn what it's about, to to uh, learn what the people are like, and to understand what we want, what makes us tick. And he he um, I, I think he's an excellent leader in that he he allows us, you know, allows aces in their places. He allows us to to get on with doing the thing that we're passionate about. Um, you know, which is about improving every aspect of this business. Everything, for, in my case, it's 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 either the instruments or it's the methods by which we produce the instruments. But there's also the 
the um, sales and marketing and and all the other aspects that, that make up this business. And Dave's across all of it. He um, he understands as much as he can about all of that and um, helps us to get on with doing what we love. It's fantastic. And it is one of the things I've noticed across the board, whoever I talk to, uh, is there's a passion there about what you do. And you know, it's infectious when you know that passionate people are making quality instruments. You just want to be a part of it, right? Um, somebody had asked, you know, where, what dealers, and you could probably find the dealers uh, where you can get a maiden, you know, on your website or elsewhere. But Tommy, Artisan Guitars in Nashville is where I got my maiden. And Tommy was in and he did, uh, he did a session here and I couldn't resist it anymore. I said, Tommy, you know, we have to get a mate and guitar for the studio. And he went up there and the, he went home to Nashville. He's living in Nashville then. He went home, called me the next afternoon from Bill's place at Artisan Guitars, um, uh, picked out a guitar for me, you know, played it. Un, probably will never be played like that again ever until he comes back in and plays it again and uh that's the guitar we received so the one dealer i can tell you to call and he will ship anywhere in the world uh, well anywhere in the states anyway is artisan guitars they're one of aren't they one of your first uh maiden dealers here in the states oh they they are unbelievable bill and ellie they are it's just a fantastic the best. it's i haven't i haven't had the opportunity to see their new premises, but um, it's a wonderful store, wonderful supporters and, and so professional. Um, Bill, Bill, I don't, I'm not sure if he still does it, but famously used to have his staff sit a mate on exam before they were allowed to um, talk to a customer about mate on. And so his, again, forensic in his knowledge and his, his um, database of information and make sure that the right information is reaching the punter before they make that all important decision. That's, that's really cool to know because I, I've um, spent some time at their new store, which is a, a beautiful, beautiful building, um, downtown Nashville. And, uh, and they have a, you know, a selection, a really great selection of maidens and, and they all know anything and everything there is to know about the guitars. So that maintenance is serving them well and, and they, they are really wonderful people i've known i've known bill and ellie since i first moved to nashville um, about 10 years ago so that's, that's a great store. they are five-star folks all the way across the board super pro uh they you know support the art um put on festivals all the time we filmed one of them actually um speaking of that why don't we play uh tommy what have what other videos do we have? Do you have Carl Wachner by any chance? Yeah, we got a nice video from Carl Wachner talking about his favorite maiden and giving us a little performance. You want to check that out? I do. All right, here we go. Hi, everybody. So my name's Carl Wachner, and I'm here to tell you what my favorite maiden guitar is. I'm currently holding it. It's the EMD-6. It's the six-string version of the Diesel Special, which I freaking love. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this guitar. Everybody knows it. I used to rock the EBG 808Ls, which are the slightly smaller series uh, stage bodies, which are a little bigger than this guitar. And I used to tour with those a lot. 
And in fact, that guitar there is the first EMD6 that I ever bought as a second guitar that I could throw in the overhead compartment or as a second guitar, guitar on stage that I could just rock in. But they fast become the only instrument that I play. Even though I've got a lot of other making guitars, these are the only two that I take touring all the time. I'm a huge, huge fan of these. So the diesel model, um, you can check out the additional specs, but essentially it's got those extra couple of features like the upgraded wood the Mini Grovers, and my favorite is the Jumbo Frets. I do a lot of fret work up and down the neck, and uh, it's, it's just very helpful for me. I've got big hands, and I just absolutely love getting that sustain. Becomes a little nicer with the larger frets. So uh, frequency-wise, however, it's got the AP5 original, or the classic pickup in there. I'm not a huge fan of the mic, only because I'm a live looping artist, and it's very important for me to have a frequency range that's extremely flat, and goes all the way down to that 30 or 40 hertz, which these absolutely do. As soon as you bring the microphone into it for a, on a looping perspective, you start to pick up stage ambience and noise, and you re reduce the amount of the very low end frequency that you can get. For, for me, however, this AP5, it's absolutely everything that I want it to be. You know, when I hit this guitar, try and get a kick drum sound, I get every bit of that kick drum sound. Whereas most other guitars, sounds like I'm dropping a wet cardboard box on the ground and it's horrible, so. So sound engineers love me. Being a live looping artist, I've got a very nice sonic frequency range that I can get the entire spectrum with this guitar, the entire audio spectrum with this guitar. I'm a huge fan. I can't speak highly enough about this thing. And uh, I hope you guys check it out. You've totally got my word for it. So thanks so much for listening. Check out the EMD6. Cheers. I'm taking a step back. I'm looking at too many hats. I think it's time for an intervention. The weight on my chest that I get when I wanna turn left. I think it's time for a new direction. Six feet tall, feeling small. I keep climbing, but the ladder gets higher. But up, I can't stay calm. I can't take another iron in the fire. I can't catch my breath. I've been running so long, running so long I got nothing left I can't catch my breath I've been jumping so high, doing me so high I'm losing myself
Yeah, I'm stretching the thin, I can win and I can swim out in the middle of the ocean. A little more time, maybe you find a bottle of wine. Could make me feel a little less broken. Six feet tall, fit less small. I keep climbing, but the ladder gets higher. Burning up, can't stick home. I can't take another hand in the fire. Singing, I can't, I can't catch my breath. The faster I run, the further it gets. So I can't, I can't catch my breath. The faster I run, the further it gets. So I can't, I can't catch my breath. The faster I run, the further it gets. So killer huh do you know what's crazy uh we spoke i think um ali would know but i know we spoke to carl yesterday just yesterday and shane today they're both new true fire artists and you know there's this whole um uh kind of new generation of young incredible artists i personally believe joe robinson is leading the charge of this generation um, he is definitely one of my favorites. Hey, you have a signature guitar. Do you have it handy, Joe? I, I do. Well, let's go. Why is everyone from Australia so humble? Let's go. <laughs> Show it off. So this is the, uh, I guess this is the prototype um, of the JR signature guitar. So I've been playing a guitar very similar to this for about uh, seven or eight years. In fact, the original one's here. This is the original. You can see it's got quite a bit of love. Use, yes. Back of the neck is all <laughs> worn out from me woodshedding it. Uh, it's just about on its second set of frets. And um, this guitar was built in the Maiden Custom Shop by Andy Allen, who is absolutely makes just spectacular instruments. But this guitar was made on the production line and it is absolutely spectacular as well. It has a Tasmanian myrtle back and sides. You see that tone wood, really lovely. And um, I actually have jumbo frets in this guitar as well. 
um, a cu custom fret size that uh, I was turned on to by Joe Glazer, who is a master luthier here in Nashville. And um, yeah, this guitar, it's just, it sounds so balanced. It has a beautiful mid-range response. And, you know, t t to me, the real sign of, of a guitar being great is you, I just don't want to put it down. I want to play it. I have so much fun playing it. And, you know, I, I just, the, these guitars are absolutely my, my go-to when in the studio, on stage, de definitely on stage. I, w I wouldn't walk on stage with another acoustic guitar. I would really struggle. But um, this guitar is very, very special to me, and I'm very, very proud to have this, uh, this uh, signature guitar launching this year, actually. Fantastic. You know, it's, it's incredible what, I, you know, I'm trying to put myself in your position, you know, a passionate company, passionate team. You send your babies out into the world and they make incredible music with your instruments. I mean, is that something that you would say, you know, just inspires everyone on your team there in Australia? Uh, for sure. For sure. Just w watching Carl before, I mean, what <laughs> a unique talent and, and how inventive the way he approaches his, his guitar along with, with the percussion and mm -hmm. vocals and the rest of it. And, um, you, you know, we, uh, when we design something, we, we try to build uh, the most reliable, responsive instrument we can. But to be honest, we have no idea what's going to happen to it. We don't, we don't know, particularly uh, in the last few years, that the amazing array of, of techniques and approaches that, that uh, young artists are taking. So um, it's really incredible to, to build that guitar. Um, you know, we, we know all the things we're looking for uh, in it and then to, to quality check it and then send it out and then you know, a year or two later, you see something like that coming back on mm -hmm. it. It's, it's brilliant. It's really rewarding. It's probably what keeps us really fired up uh, is, is what people do with it. I know it's incredible. I mean, there's a lot of companies that make fine products, fine automobiles, fine appliances. They go out through and they serve their customers well. But there's something about producing an instrument that's used to create music that just makes the world a better place, you know, makes us smile. Um, the other thing with, that, with, with Joe's guitar there, it's a, it's a new guitar for us in that we've never used um, Tasmania Myrtle to any great level of production other than Custom Shop, of course, but you, you have a new timber that you go into champion and, and, and use and, and use as the hero on this, on this guitar. So there's, there's sourcing, there's sustainable sourcing, there's forming relationships, getting the timber in, there's cutting it. How's it gonna, how's it gonna work? How's it gonna dry? How's it gonna cut? How's it gonna bend? How's it gonna uh, perform as a, um, as, a, as a back and side on, mm -hmm. on, on a guitar? Now that was, Andy's absolutely proved that um, because he's brilliant in, in the custom shop, absolutely. But transitioning that into a production model is it's, it's really quite difficult and there's a lot in it. And Pat obviously did, did a lot of that work, obviously. Um, and we're very close to, to launching that new guitar, which is really exciting for us. 
And and the guitar that Carl played is that oh that's obviously in production and been in production for a while, right? Yeah, it's been in production for probably fifteen so, years. Uh, Pat, do me a favor. Uh, you know, uh, we have in the studio Tommy's signature guitar. I told Mark we'd be placing an order for more maintenance instruments for the studio. Could you add Carl's model and then when Joe's model is in production, that to our order as well? We'll wait as long as it takes. Cool? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. Um, let's, oh, I know what I want to share. So Mayton and Chufire are putting on this incredible festival this Sunday night. 17 world-class artists. Uh, Tommy, see if you could show that. And let me see if I can run the list of who's going to be in that. Um, we've got Andy McKee, Blair Dunlap, Brooke Robertson, Carl Wachner, Christy Lene, Clive Carroll, Ellis Paul, Fiona Boys, Gareth Pearson, Joe Robinson, uh, Massimo Verini, Mike Zito, Muriel Anderson, Rohan Stevenson, Shane Hennessy, and Vicky Genfin. 17 artists will be performing for you live, made possible by Maiden and Truefire. Um, it's, it's not a free uh, you know, live stream broadcast. It will not be on demand, but Maiden wants to give everybody that's on this live stream right now uh, comp tickets, comp GA tickets. You guys still sure you want to do this? Give away all these tickets? Sure you do. Okay, so um, Ali, could you post right now the promo code if you go uh, post the link, if you go there, uh, order the $10 general admission ticket and punch in this code, uh, it, you know, it'll zero it out. Free compliments of main guitars. And feel free to buy uh, using that same code um, for your family and friends. Um, it's going to be an incredible celebration. It'll be exclusive. Joe Robinson will be there. Uh, uh, Carl, you just saw Carl, you just saw Shane, um, a couple of other maintenance artists, uh, 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 Christy Lene, she's amazing, Fiona, who we absolutely love, I've been a big fan of hers for so long. Yeah, Gareth so Pearson's you, in it too. And Gareth Pearson, um, plus which are, a, a lot of other artists I think you'll thoroughly enjoy. So thank you, Maiden, for making that possible. Um, that was very sweet of you, and we hope everyone that's watching this live stream joins us Sunday. It'll be an, really an incredible array of talent across all styles. They're all incredible songwriters. They're all incredible performers. Joe, you know them all, right? You, you, you could describe them better than I could. Why don't you describe what they're going to see and hear Sunday night? Well, you know, hear a lot of uh, really passionate uh, committed musicians. Um, yeah, mo most of the performers are, are friends of mine. You know, I've either played shows with them or, you know, met at, at some point over the years. And, um, and uh, I, I think it's an incredible lineup. And you're going to have, uh, you know, when artists are asked to play their original material, that's, that's something special. And you just know that people are going to want to present songs that, that mean something to them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really, really w w wonderful virtual festival. I mean, how cool that we can see all this music from the comfort of our, of our own homes, uh, hear everyone performing 
you know, in, in a comfortable environment. Um, I, I think it's really, it's really special and, and uh, good on you guys for, for making this happen. Well, we have maintenance to thanks for that as well. I mean, we really worked hard to put this together. Um, and it's a great way to give the artists we get to work with a, you know, a platform to connect with their audience in very challenging times. I mean, most artists have been homebound, right, Joe? Yeah, well, Turin's been shut down, you know, definitely in the U.S. for, you know, the last five, six months. So uh, it's definitely a, a time like 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 no other. Um, a lot of my friends are, are you know, saying it, it took something like this for for us to have a forced break from from the road. And um, I'm definitely trying to be productive and create a lot. I actually have two albums in the works at the moment. Mm -hmm. so I'm uh, de de definitely channeling the um, you know the time at home into projects I'm passionate about. But yeah, it's certainly a different time as, as everyone, uh, you know, is experiencing. Why don't we, um, uh, Tommy, do we have a Joe Robinson video? We do indeed have a Joe Robinson performance. You guys want to check that out now? Let's do it. All right, here we go.
Beautiful. Really nice, man. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, pickups, um, Maiden, because we've gotten a few questions. And um, a, a lot of people highly regard whatever rocket science you're doing with electronics. So, Pat, lift the hood on the magic. Okay. Um, yeah, the AP5 Pro is uh, about the, th the third, I think, um, the third incarnation of, of that pickup. Um, it's... Uh, it originated in uh, the mid-90s with the AP5. Uh, we did a lot of work with Tommy on that one. And um, it, it worked and still works really, really well. The Pro is a um, an updated version of that. And essentially what we did with, with the Pro was to uh, take what was good about the AP5 and improve a few aspects of it. In particular, the mid-range sweep, which was quite tricky to control in the original pickup. Uh, we broadened that. Uh, went from uh, 600 hertz to 2.4 kilohertz with a good sweep um, there, and cut and boost in the mid-range. Um, and added the microphone. Uh, and the microphone, we basically rolled off from 1K down. It was quite interesting developing the, um, the microphone uh, blend in that uh, when we were in development, we spent a lot of time coming up with a fantastic microphone sound, you know, on its own, uh, piezo sound on its own, blending them together. And we ended up with soup, which I think Joe would understand very well. And we, we discovered that uh, the piezo did a, a really great job below 1K. We actually didn't need any microphone there. So the microphone's job was to add a bit of ambience and a bit of air, I suppose, between the notes uh, 1K and up. Um, what else can I tell you about it? It has a, a soft start, which is a, a great thing, for particularly for doing open mics and so forth. And, you know, we, we, we talk about um, the great artists that we have we also need to remember that the majority of Maton players are, um, you know, semi-professional or, or amateur musicians, and a lot of them do festivals or open mics and those sort of gigs where you you get on, you've got three songs, you plug in and you you get off, and um, and we had to design our our preamp system to work for them as well. But they don't have the luxury of sound checks and so forth, so. We set it up so that you can plug it and unplug it without going bang through the through the system, which is great. We uh, set it so that the flat points and the controls are where we would have you set the um, set the, the pickup system. So, you know, if you set flat, you've got no time to sound check. You just plug in and go, and you'll get a sound that works really really well. Um, probably the the other thing to say about it is the piezos we have. Uh, a, a unique uh, pickup system. There's six individual piezos, one under each string. They're um, quite large and they deliver a hefty, hefty signal to the preamp. Uh, so the preamp's able to, you know, it's, it's like, like you mic a good singer. It's a lot easier to get a full, um, a full 
tone than if you're trying to make up for a, a thinner sound. So these piezos deliver a hefty sound. Uh, they're pretty bulletproof. They're great on the road. They very rarely go out of balance. And if they do, it's only a tweak with an Allen key and you're back, back on. So yeah, the whole thing was designed around the end user being able to have a reliable, rugged system. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's a very good, very workable, very representative pickup system. I mean, my, my experience on the road with them is every time I work with a, a front of house engineer that's never used, you know, worked with a maiden before, they always say, what is that guitar? How do you get that sound? I mean, musicians, sound people, it's, it's always, how, how is, how can you get that tone from, from a PA? I, I, I really think, um, you know, and, and Tommy will say the same thing, that it's, it's definitely the best pickup system I've, I've ever heard. And um, Pat, I wanted to ask, you know, how is it so sensitive and so touch responsive? Because, you know, the, the way I play and the way Shane plays and Tommy, fingerstyle guitarist, you know, all the little details are replicated with that. Um, the pickup, is that to do with the individual pole pieces under the each string? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be looking to the, um, the piezos themselves. So they're, as I said, they're, they're high output. They're anchored under the strings. Uh, they're actually bolted into place, so they're under a load right away. Um, uh, so they're, they're responsive from the word go. Um, most piezo systems or under saddle systems uh, rely on the pressure of the saddle sitting on the piezos and the strings loading that up. We rely on that, but we also bolt it up from underneath. So you've got the pressure from the top and the pressure from underneath. And it just makes it that bit more responsive. Um, and not just to, pl to um, plucking the string and the vibrations through the saddle, it's right through the body. So, you know, your percussive tapping type work uh, comes out um, very clearly. And the other thing with it, you can't really overdrive it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you can, you know, it, it's dynamic response is, is really, really good. So you can hit it hard and it will go with you. It won't kind of compress out and flatten out like some lighter uh, weight systems will. That's a big deal, the dynamic range. Um, and I, I think it also speaks volumes of how great the pickup is, is when you release the, the updated version. You know, I had all my friends with maintenance contact me and say, have you tried the new pickup? Is it as good? Because everyone was worried because the old one was so good. But I told them the updated one is is really sweet sounding. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, they, they all sound fantastic. And, you know, for me as, as a working musician, as someone who, you know, goes out and has performed hundreds and hundreds of shows with these maiden guitars, I really rely on them. And... Um, you know, whenever I see a young person, uh, you know, with a new maiden, I know that their life is going to be changed because they'll be able to go into any, you know, club, plug into any PA system and get a huge sound that's going to command attention. A lot of guitars do not allow you to do that. So I'm just a, a, a huge fan and, you know, I want to say thanks to, to, to you, Pat and Dave and to everyone at... Um, at Maiden for making these instruments for us players. Uh, that, that's lovely, Joe. Thanks so much for that. And, um, and Joe echoes what we hear from every Maiden artist. I have a question. 
So, um, and, and by the way, you, uh, who Maiden Guitars is in the live chat. So they're answering a lot of the questions that are being asked. So all the questions are being answered, except this one. I want to ask all three of you, Joe, David, and Pat, uh, two centavos, I believe is the username wants to know, um, here, here's the deal. Name three things, each of you. Three things that make Maiden Guitars distinctive from other guitars. And, and he says, he goes on to say, if I pick it up and play it blindfolded, what will jump out at me? Okay. So what, Joe, let's start with you. Name three things. Well, it's they play incredibly well. So they're very easy to play. Um, if, if you get the setup right, you barely need to touch it. I mean, I have guitars that I haven't touched in 10 years in terms of tweaking them. You know, they challenge you a little bit with the low humidity in the winter and high humidity in the summer, but they play so well. Um, I think the mid-range response to the Maidens is unique because of the Australian tone woods. They have a unique voice. Um, you know, you can listen to vi videos of, of Tommy Emmanuel or myself performing with just a mic only in here. Just the guitar itself, it has a very sweet, natural mid-range with a lot of character and personality. Um, and I mean, the, the pickup is is totally in a, in a league of its own. Um, but, you know, the, the pickup get, definitely gets a lot of love and attention from players, but the instrument themselves, I mean, I, I have a lot of guitars here. And, you know, I live in Nashville where I go into studios with vintage everything. And my maidens are my go-to favorite instruments. They sound great. I don't want to put them down. So I think, you know, th those are the unique characteristics for me. Cool. And Pat, how would you answer that question? Three things. Um, I, the first thing I, I, I would talk about would be that mid-range presence. Uh, and I would, and that is distinctly us. That's the... You know, I've played many, many guitars. And in fact, I make it my business to go and, and play as many guitars as I can, uh, made by all the, you know, so many wonderful makers around the world. And we do have a signature sound and it is in the mid range. Um, so that would be the first thing. Uh, and it's a, a sound that, that uh, really responds when you sort of snap as a player, when you, when you ask it a bit, and give it a snap, it really does respond. So that's that's number one. Number two for me would be the feel of the neck. And um, that's something we don't talk about much because we, you know, we came up with this profile years ago. This is this neck profile that we have is effectively the same one that we were running in the 80s. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, but it, it's definitely there, the feel, of the neck as you move up up the neck it feels right um that's just a player thing but that's something that, that brings you back to it um and i and i would definitely say the pickup the amplified sound and, and that's from as a festival goer as a player but also as a goer going to many festivals you can hear them time and you can you can hear them from outside the venue you know when you walk past a a tent, you hear a guitar being played and you go, yep, that's ours. You can hear it. Similarly, I can hear the others. I can hear other brands of pickup too and know what they sound like. But ours has 
it's all there. Everything's there. You're not hearing a compromise sound. So, so I'd go for that. Um, have I said three things? I think I have. The neck. You the have. Of the pickup. Yes. Yep. So I, I think um, we may have lost David in, in, uh, temporarily uh, with the internet connection. Um, so I'm going to answer in David's stead, right? Tommy, can you roll that last video? You want me to roll the last guest video? Yes. Yeah. This right, is can... the reason I would give to somebody to buy a mate and guitar. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Tommy Emmanuel, and I want to say a big hello to everybody there. Uh, hope you're having a good time. Um, and, and everybody's discussing my favorite topic, guitars and, uh, and guitar players. Uh, and a big shout out to my buddy, Joe Robinson, who's, uh, who's there. Uh, Joe, thanks for all your beautiful work, all your amazing compositions. Um, and, you know, leaping those tall arpeggios with a single bound. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Joe and I both grew up in, in Australia and, um, you know, I first heard the shadows on the radio and that was what got me started on the guitar. I wanted to be like Bruce Welch. I wanted to play like Bruce Welch. And my brother Phil, God rest his soul, uh, he wanted to be like Hank Marvin. He wanted to play that style and he wanted to be me to be the rhythm player. So that's, that's how I got my life together. So I started out as a rhythm guitar player and it's still prob probably the strongest tool I have in my kit uh, is being an accompanist. I love playing with other people. Um, but I first, we first heard of Maiden um, back in the late 50s and um, you know there wasn't where we, the town that we were in which is a place called Gunnidar they had a little music store there, but it didn't have anything fancy. I remember my father coming home with a, a couple of Framus cheap, cheap guitars for us. And um, we said no, we, we wanted Maitons because we'd, um, we'd heard that one of the Beatles has got a Maiton and one of the Rolling Stones had a Maiton. So my dad came home with a Maiton MS500 and um, and, and we plugged it into the amp and my, my dad sat there like this going That's all he could do with it, you know that I was forbidden to touch that guitar because it was it was dad's expensive one And he put it under the bed in his bedroom And uh, when he was at work, my mum would let me get it out from under the bed and I would play it because It was so nice to play Anyway, he came home and caught me playing the guitar and I thought I was going to get a whooping but uh, instead he said can you play that and I said yes and I played the chords to Little Green Valley played those chords and he was stunned and amazed he said where did you learn that from I said from mum so it was my mother that really showed us how to get started and and how, to, how a song works you know you've got the introduction then you've got the first verse, we'll call that A. Second verse, we'll call that A. Bridge, B, or no, uh, chorus, B. Then verse again, A, and then bridge, C, and then back to the choruses out. So a song is A, A, B, C, uh, A, 
B, C, you know, and, and, and uh, that's the way she described it. And, and we were able to work things out and hone in on, on how to work out a song by hearing it just once on the radio. Phil especially, Phil could re remember all the melody and, and the chords and everything and told it to me. But, uh, you know, back in the uh, early 80s and things were getting tough for Maiden back in those days because the Japanese had so flooded the market with, with Yamaha and Takamini. Um, and Takamini were doing very well. And they were the first acoustic guitar that had a half decent pickup in it. So I got one and I used it for quite a while. It was real, it was a real tough build, you know, it was a strong guitar. And uh, I still have it. But um, thanks to that guitar, uh, the pickup in it gave us some ideas. And then uh, myself and the guys at Meaton, uh, they started experimenting with different pickups. And, uh, you know, getting the sound right was so important. And, and then I said I wanted a microphone. So then they had to have someone build a special preamp that could take microphone and piezo pickup. And that's, you know, kind of where this came to be, you know. And because um, uh, when they approached me in the first place, they said, you know, why you're an Aussie and you're a, a guitar player who has some notoriety and some profile here in Australia, why aren't you using a, a local made instrument? I said, you make beautiful guitars, but your electronics are useless. And it's all about, you can plug in and get a big sound. That's what we were doing. My brother and I were playing really big places and uh, we were using a massive Bose PA and the, uh, the Takamini just sounded amazing and you could crank it right up. But it didn't have everything I wanted. It didn't have a sweeper mid-range and it didn't have a microphone. So, you know, Maiden came up with that and they did an amazing job. I still remember the day that I got the call where they said, come out to the factory and play this guitar. We think we've done something good. So I jumped in my car and drove out there and boy, the, the first mouse, the, the 808 with the microphone inside and the pickup, it sounded amazing and I just said, I'm not leaving here without this guitar. And they were like, no, 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 it's only a prototype. We, we can make it better. And blah, blah. I said, don't worry about that. I love it just like it is. So I, I took the guitar and I used it for years. It's the guitar that I used on my album only and also on um, a collaboration uh, and, and several recordings. And that guitar took me around the world. That was the guitar that you know, knocked down all the doors for me. Uh, when I started touring in Europe a lot. And now my favorite guitars are the ones that Andy Allen makes. Uh, this is the, his first attempt. Look at the wood in this baby. This is his first attempt at making a cutaway guitar with a really slim neck. And uh, it's, a, it's a whole different ball game. But you know, there it is. Pure. The tone is pure. pure. So, you know, that's my, this is my new drug of choice. Um, these beautiful guitars made by Andy and, and his team. And uh, we want to send our love out to Andy as well.
and I hope you're doing well, Andy. Um, and uh, so, you know, I've been with Maiden since the early 60s. I have other guitars. I like uh, Martin guitars, like Gibson guitars, Larravee, um, Santa Cruz. There's a lot of good guitars out there, a lot of people who make it, but nobody builds a guitar that has this tone and has this pickup and mic system. It kills everybody else. So, you know, I just like it and, and it's, it, it's good for my heart and soul. Every time I open the case, there's a bit of Australia looking up at me. It's beautiful. So, uh, I was going to play a song for you, and this is the, uh, the T.E. Ranch. And I wrote this song after I saw a documentary on, um, it wasn't Matt Dillon, it was uh, uh, Wild Bill Hickok. It was him, and uh, and this song just came to me. So here it is. today and a, a big hello and thanks not only to Maiden Guitars <clears throat> but to, to all my dear friends at True Fire. We love you and support you. The so best. Good. Huh? That's so good, right? Such an inspiration. Um, so uh, we did lose David because of an internet issue. 
And um, but I think I I answered pretty good for him, don't you think, Joe? I think that was a pretty good response, Brad. Yeah, well, it's so great listening to Tommy. I mean, he has inspired me ever since I first heard him. You know, but for my money, in a hundred or two hundred years, they're going to be still listening to Tommy. They're going to be listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan. They're going to be listening to Jane Reinhardt. With a very, very, you know, special group of players who are really, really important for the instrument. Certainly changed my life, and and the lives of many, many of my friends. Well, my friend, you are carrying that torch forward yourself, and I think you are fast on your way to becoming in 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 that same group of legendary players that you know, make great music, share great music, teach people how to play the music and, and inspire us. And if we could ever use good music, it's these present times. Anyway, um, so uh, we have to thank everybody for sticking with us. We ran a little bit over. Um, Pat, you probably, what, it's the morning for you. You've probably yeah, missed yeah, a couple it's... of meetings and production development things and um, and we, we so much appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate whoever, who, who was running the mate, who was in the live chat from Mate and Guitars? Was that Mark or Indy? Who was yeah, that? Would have, been, would have been, yes. One of them. Uh, they did a great job. I, I want to thank our crew here, Tommy, Seth, uh, uh, Doug, Handling, and of course, uh, Handling on the tech side, and then of course, Ali in the live chat side. Joe, you are amazing, man. Thank you so, so much for doing this with me. Um, uh, I really appreciate that. I know you're doing it. You're, you're in the works of doing another course, which we'll get out shortly to everybody. And one more time for everyone. Uh, you get comp tickets. Anyone who's tuned in, Ali, can you post that link and that code one more time? Incredible. Uh, festival that Maiden and True Fire put together 17 unbelievable uh, artists, songwriters, storytellers, incredible players. Uh, the, that's the lineup for this Sunday. We've given you a link. We've given you, uh, courtesy of Maiden, uh, comp tickets for you and your family, and we hope to see you there. Uh, Pat, any final words you'd like to share? Ah, uh, well, um, want everyone to stay safe uh, and we're uh, we're just busting to get back into it i would uh yeah we we've been out of the loop for for eight weeks we haven't been doing anything hopefully we will fire up next week uh, i'm just sort of making sure that we can here and um i want to say thank you to to you guys of true fire for uh putting this on and uh thanks to joe and stay safe man great to see you Thanks, Pat. And um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get making those guitars and getting out to the getting them out to you just as soon as we can. Make sure you tell Mark to add those to our order, okay? You know, <laughs> yeah, the, I will add the two to the order. Joe, any final words from you? Well, I want to say thank you to everyone at Maiden Guitars. Um, you know, we didn't speak about Linda and Neville and Andy Allen and you know all the great people there but it's really a wonderful wonderful team I actually played the christmas party a couple of years ago and really got a window into um you know the family vibe of the company 
And, um, you know, I'm so proud to play the instruments and I, I love spreading the word about them. And I'm really glad that this was able to happen. Thank you to, to, to you, Brad, and everyone at True Fire. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fun. Appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who's tuned in and for all your thumbs ups and your kind comments and your support over the years, and especially during these trying times for anyone in the music business. Good night, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, everyone. Good night.